Hey, everybody. Welcome back for this week's weekend wrap-up. I am here again with the wonderful Tim Lee. Uh, and I'm so, here with the wonderful Riley Metzger. Well, you are far too kind, my friend. Far too kind. So I figured we would start off this pod with uh, pretty much the same question that Pastor Jason kind of talked about in a sermon, which is, right. Tim, where have you seen God at work at the, in the life of Crossroads this past week? Well, I would have to say that uh, God at work was having all of, well, not all my grandkids, but three of them here at uh, Sunday. And it's the first time they've been back since the... Um, Pandemic started? Yeah, or shut down. However, wow. However, however kindly we want to call it. Yeah, right. We want to talk that. <laughs> but uh, the guy moment for me was at the 10 o'clock service when uh, when Pastor Sarah was up there and she said, and now let's pray. And it the lights dim and it gets quiet and I hear my granddaughter from the balcony screaming. And then I see the <laughs> shadow of my wife running to catch her. And then um, I knew that that was it, that they were they were probably moving down to the cafe to watch right. on the TV. So, yeah, but, so uh, that exuberating that childlike faith. Right? Yeah, and I and I think uh what always, you know, it, it's 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 either a detriment or it's a positive, but they I mean, the grandkids come to me with church, to church like during the week when there's nobody here. Mm-hmm. And so it, this is really like it's like Disneyland. It's the greatest place on yeah. earth, right? There is room to run. There are things to jump off of. There are things to, um, they, they, I mean, they love to play the drums. I was going to say, I've seen videos of you having yeah. them play the drums here. Yeah, so they, so they come and they play the drums, you know, and, and they like to play the, the bass guitar and things like <laughs> that, you know. And then we come on Sunday and it's like, you know, all those things that you love right. to do, we're not going to do them right now. We're just going to sit. And we're going to be calm, and so it's it's a, it's so a whole. So you've got to channel shift. that inner excitement for yeah, them, right? Of yeah. being at church. But, so you're you're creating those good moments of of being at church, right? Right, right. And you think as they grow up, they'll have fond memories of being comfortable in church, and it's a right. place that, like, um, you know, it's not scary, it's not you know, any, intimidating, anything right. like that. So you know, all right. So that's that's yeah. what happened Sunday. <laughs> hey, I love it. Right. <laughs> Something else that I, I really thought uh, that. Uh, Jason did a good job of this past week was kind of, it was towards the end of, of being all in, right? It's kind of that, that buzzword kind of like culture is, uh, or staff or leadership, you know, that you might hear in the, in the business world. Right. But being all in, what does that really look like? Right. And, and the thing that stuck, struck me out this week and, you know, I've been through these beatitudes before and, and like this one, uh, the blessed are the pure at heart for they will see God. Like in my mind, I've just always associated that, that your reward for being all in today is your eternal reward. That's the way I've always thought sure. of it. But all throughout the message uh, Sunday, I kept thinking, if you're all in today, you can experience seeing God today mm-hmm. in the world around you and everything. And that's what really... I mean, popped out for me today. Yeah. It was just like a, a mind shift of like, you know what? Like, it's not that if I'm pure at heart today or if I work on my heart and being all in today that that I can walk right outside the door and I can see God in many forms. Right. So um, that's one of the things that just shifted my mind this week. Right. So it says, uh, Matthew 5, uh, again, uh, you know, looking at the Sermon on the Mount, uh, where it says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. You know, and he started talking about a little bit about kind of something that uh, we we talk a lot about, right? Well, what was giving this week or how many people did we have? You know, right. those are some of the yeah. questions that, you yeah. know, I get uh, from, from some folks. Well, how many people do we have? And I'm like, well, I just want to know what God's doing today. You know, I mean, right. 
like he was talking about with uh, with Ron Dickinson, who used to be yeah. one of the pastors here, uh, and he kind of challenged him of, of saying, well, you know, don't always look at your attendance. Don't always look at your, your giving to, to judge based off on whether you had a fruitful Sunday or not. Right. Like, yes, those are maybe a good indication over a long period of time to kind of see those trends. Like, th- those things are good, but they, right. can't be, they, yeah. can't, they can't be the sole thing that you look at for success in ministry the way that you could working, you know, in a business. Right, and we said the same thing like like youth ministry, right? I mean, you could have 1,000 kids, right? Mm-hmm. But if they're not all going for that pure heart or they're not going for the all-in, right? is that really a good judge, right? Well, yeah, you know, and I think this this past year, this pandemic that we've had, the, the restrictions, I guess, or the things that we've had to kind of caution ourselves with youth ministry, like the one thing that I really didn't focus on this year much was was numbers, like yeah. I was just like, you know what? Who shows up is who shows up, right? And then they've shown up, and that's that's a big commitment, right? When when there's so many more obstacles of getting to youth group or yeah. getting to church or you know getting to the store, the people that show up, that's I mean, it's just like above and beyond, right? It's 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 a higher commitment. Well, and it just kind of seems to be, you know, it, it's 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 a sad trend if, if we're being honest. That that junior high, you have you know these bigger numbers, and then high school, you kind of. You know, it kind of gets, you know, a little bit smaller, uh, which for whatever reason, that's just kind of how it is, right? Yeah. But I remember we had one this week or this past year where we had, you know, some some lower numbers than what we normally had. So we had this food and we're like, man, we got all this leftover food, but what are we going to do? Well, we're going to keep eating. So we got all this food. We're going to keep eating, right? Because what good is fellowship without food, right? Yep. So we had low numbers and I was like, okay, well, we could act like we've got a bunch of these awesome things planned um and kind of have that fake energy yeah or we could just take the kids put them in our car and take them to uncle bob's that's what we did and you know what quite frankly we turned a what was kind of just kind of a a lower number night uh and we kind of turned that around into a positive um and we took one uncle bob's now what happened was when we on the way to uncle bob's is (laughs) we turned the music off we talked, we had conversations, we we prayed. So on the way back, both cars uh, that were able to go or two or three, we just took, turned the music off and we just prayed all the way on the way back to church. And so able to see God in just the small things, right. you know, the small things. Right. You know, but he, he mentioned this kind of hyphenated word of what they call a functional atheist. So I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, but I, I've, I've definitely heard the term functional atheist and i you know i've never heard it quite like literally literally right? yeah it's one of those things you kind of hint about but you don't really say sure so. we, we, it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of being fun- bold by just coming out and- functional atheist is kind of what almost kind of like what we would say is kind of like a, a sunday christian where you're only right. a christian on sunday and then you know functionally you don't throughout the rest of the week you know you just get into regular routine yep. of you know yep. Waking up in the morning, drinking coffee, taking a shot of Red Bull, <laughs> uh, you know, reading the morning's newspaper, yeah, turning yeah. on the TV, you yeah. know, all those things that, you know, we do. Yeah. Uh, and then just, you know, going about our business, whether we're going to activities at night or we're, you know, going to play trivia on Monday nights or, or whatever. And then yeah. you you look back and you're like, oh, well, it's Saturday. So I'm going to go to church tomorrow and I'm just going to, that that's the only time I'm going to look at, look at the Bible. I'm going to pray or anything yeah. like that. And yeah. You know, he talked about that. Um, but then he started talking about and explaining what, what the 
pure in heart is? And there was really three questions that he kind of wanted to answer in the in the midst of his sermon. Uh, so who are the pure in heart? How do the pure in heart see God? And how can we be pure in heart now? And I thought he did a really, he did a really good job of kind of blending all these different passages of scriptures from the Old Testament and the New Testament and putting it together to kind of, you know, really get at the point of what it looks like to to, to have a pure heart and to see God every yeah, single and I, day. And I, I think this comes back to, I mean, this I, I've loved this sermon series because each week, I mean, sort of really ties well with each other, but like each week it's, it is, there's that, there's that, um, I guess it's, it's, it's the lesson of stepping back from your life, yeah. looking in and seeing what you need to either get rid of, what you need to repair, you know? And I think that's, you know, when we, when, when he was saying, who are the pure of heart, you know, and he said, hearts free of lust, hearts free of deceit and sincerely seeking God. I yeah. Mean, and see, I thought, you know, pure in heart, that third one, you're like, okay, right. But then how many times in scripture does it talk about a corrupt heart and lustful and deceitful thoughts? Several times. I mean, it is, it's- Once or twice, maybe. Once or, yeah, yeah. you know. But I mean, it seems to be one of those those big things. Now, yeah. obviously, like when we say lust, you know, we, we start thinking maybe of some of the more sexual tension yes. type stuff, yeah. but really you could be lustful for other things, right? Right. You know, where you could be lustful when you're making an idol out of, you know, a sport yeah. or- um, politics or, yep. uh, you know, any other kind of like hot topic that's out there, you know, even social media can be, be lustful because you're, you're seeking and craving that attention. Right. Yeah. And the time, I mean, yeah. anything you're, you're lusting after is going to, is going to grab your time, which, you know, it's, it's that, you know, you say, um, yes to something you say, you're saying no to something, you know, it's, it's, if I'm going to lust after, um, my garden, you know, like that could be time away from your spouse, away from your kids, you know, um, and it's just all like, again, stepping back and putting all of that in check and just yeah. making sure that that it's it's a um, a healthy, like, you know, not healthy lust, but healthy, you know, um, desire or right, healthy, right. you know. Yeah, because if you're seeking God, he's going to turn that lust around. He's going to clean that heart from the inside out. Because a lot of us, we can go about our day and we can, can put on the makeup, you know, figuratively and literally to make it look like we've got it all together. Right. When in reality, we don't, right. you know, and that whole word. Now, when he started talking about deceit, I was like, whoa. Um, he started talking about, you know, King Herod uh, and Antipas yep. or yep. however yep. you pronounce it, right? Yes. Uh, Shane Bishop says they are dead and have gone to glory. So if I butcher their <laughs> names, it is okay. Uh, <laughs> but really, you see, uh, basically what he did was he divorced his wife and got a new one. He divorced his wife and got a new one. And essentially what we see is it's a multiplication effect because sin doesn't just affect me. It affects others around me. And we see that with, with his story because not only did he get a divorce and marry somebody else, well, that led to him. Well, it initially led to him having an affair and with that person saying, well, I'm done with my husband and now I'm going to divorce and now I'm going to go, and yeah. then I'm gonna marry, you know, King Herod and Antipas, right? Uh, and man, you just, oh man, there's just so so many different stories in the Bible of where even people in you know authority can just totally get it wrong, um, and that's really what it looks like to have a, a pure heart is is realizing that that is wrong, right? Jesus came to say, right. no, that's that, no, 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 that is not okay. Right. That is not okay. You cannot just say, yep, I'm going to step into a covenant marriage and say, you know what? Two years down the road, if I want to cheat on my wife, 
then I'm going to. Then it's okay, and I'm going to go and get a new one. Right. That's not how it works. Yeah. But it, you know? I mean, is, you know, and even with those sort of like external work, other people can see deceit. It's also deceiving ourselves of like yeah. telling yourselves that that's okay. That, yeah, that I'm so treating true. this person this way. It's okay. It's okay because whatever, and you can make the excuses, right? right? We, we justify our sin when we say, well, right. it's just a thought. Right. It's just a thought. Yeah. Well, if it's just a thought, eventually, what's going to happen? If you keep yeah. thinking about it, you're going to yeah. be like, well, I, I got to go one step further. And then you next thing you know, you're, I mean, sin's just multiplying yep. everywhere. Yeah. You know, but then he started getting to talk about, you know, how did the pure in heart see God? And this is where he talked about going all in. Uh, you got to go all in. And I just thought it was so true because when we think of like our jobs or things that we're going to put our, our minds to, we say, you got to go all in. Like yeah. coaches all the time in sports are saying, I need everybody all in, all in, all in, all in. Well, yes, there's some truth in that. Like you've got to be all in. When when you step on the practice court, doesn't matter what kind of day you had. Right, right. You got to yeah. be there yeah. all in. Yeah. You know, if if you're at work and you had a bad morning at your spouse, when you get to work, work wants you to be all in. That's yep. it, it's how it is. And that's how it is in our relationship with Jesus is we have to be all in. There's there's no saying, Jesus, well, you can have this part of my life, but you can't touch my finances. You right. know? Right. You gotta you gotta give everything to Jesus. You know. I was reading something this morning and uh, about a pastor and he said for the longest time he would give one hundred percent to his sermons. A hundred percent of his own strength in writing and giving his sermons. So it dawned on him one day. He said, Okay why don't I tithe my sermons and my prep the way that I give 10% of my money? So what he started doing was praying for 10% of the time that he would be preparing for his sermon and then spending um, the, the rest of the 90 preparing. He's giving God his sermons. And it's so hard to to kind of have that mindset, but man, is it, it, it's so worth it. it. It's a commandment where if we're doing something for Jesus, yeah. we need to spend some time and thinking about, okay, what is it you're calling me to? Yeah. You know, what is it you want me to say? It doesn't care what kind of ministry you're in. It doesn't care if you're you're slinging coffee around or serving donuts right. or uh, right. you know playing music with you. Yeah. Uh, now, not everybody plays many instruments as you, but uh, you know, if somebody's just up there and they just give you, you know, just they half it and they're not giving you yeah. all. I mean, it's it's going to show, right? It's not giving yeah. God the glory. Yeah. And then he kind of ended it with, uh, you know, some some application. So how do we get a pure heart? Well, number one is we've got to give our heart to God, yeah. first and foremost. I mean, you've got to give your heart. Yeah, that's gar- where you got to start. I mean, that's, it's the first step, right? You got to give your heart to God, and you got to you got to give Him everything. You got to be all in. And number two was you got to guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. I mean, think about it. The things that we let into our heart, the things we, you know, whether that's what we watch on TV, uh, what we read, uh, yep. where our eyes wander, uh, we've got to be willing to guard our heart at all time. Yeah, even the friendships we make. Absolutely. Or, or I should say the friendships we keep. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, sometimes you don't know going into a friendship how it's going to turn out, but, you know. That's... Yeah. No, that's that's so true. And then he followed it up with, uh, you know, the, the last one was about, um, what was it? Um, can, something about confessing your sins. Um, I didn't really 
I didn't have that. I didn't one. get the last one. I didn't get that's, it either. Because that's the part where I have to, I have to exit stage left. Um, yeah, <laughs> right at the end there. Yeah, so. but I know there was something about um, where we've got to confess our sins and we've got to repent. Um, and you know, that, that's by being in a small group is super important. Right. You know, yeah. it's super important. Um, and, and and having those discipleship bands, which we we talked about last week right. with Leslie, yeah. and where you're confessing your sins to one one another. I mean, that is just so so huge that. Be able to to guard our heart above all else doesn't just take one person effort. It takes Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, yep. and two other people to kind of help you with that. You know, yep. so yeah. Well, any other closing thoughts? I don't know. I mean, there was a part where he where you know he kind of went into you know that he's out there on the beach looking at the ocean and the right. sunset and all that, and he kind of went into depth about that. But I thought about that too because the more that I feel that I'm in tune with God, the more that I do notice those things when I'm outside. You yeah. know, like um, driving to church, and um, it happens where you get the the where the the sun is shining through the clouds, right? Yep. And you just think like that is just so impressive. I mean, like like where else does that come from, right? right. You know, and so. Um, I always say that that's a good test of when I'm out, uh, you know, we go walking on the trails and stuff like that, you know, and the more that I'm in tune, the more that I just sort of like bask in the, you know, the presence of, of, of that surrounding. Yeah. And then I feel like the days that I'm really not in tune, you know, that I just miss out on everything. And it comes back to like, um, the idea I said at at the beginning of our conversation where if we're the more pure at heart, we are the more, um, I can experience God today and tomorrow, you know, and, and so. Yeah, no, absolutely. Of- you know, and that kind of reminded me a little bit of, you know, some people we've, we've got um, just have a lot of gifts of, of taking photos and you'll see yep. people who just go out for drives and they take photos of the sunset, you know, just radiating uh, around the property that we got here. And it is just, it's amazing. It's breathtaking. Yeah, and it's also kind of like, you know, God saying, take a picture like, yeah. like, you know, you know, I just did this awesome yeah. thing. Like it's, yeah. Get and the, then get sometimes the you take out. a photo and you're like, man, that doesn't even do it justice. Like it right. doesn't even put into words how powerful God is, yeah. you know? And I think that's, that, that's true. Yeah. So. It kind of reminds me of, uh, this is, this is slightly off topic, but I, I had watched a James Brown interview toward later in his life. And, um, they were telling him that they had these new cameras that were going to record his show. And he said that the video capabilities have not gotten good enough that could capture all his moves. Like his, his dance moves were just so quick and fast that they didn't, they have not invented a camera that could capture it. And it's kind of like the same thing with, with God's glory, right? Like the camera, you know, can capture it, but it just can't, I mean, we haven't gotten to the point of anything that can capture it like the real Perfect. thing. So. Yeah. And only, only something that we can experience with, with God in that moment is, you know, how we're going to be able to remember that. Yep. So, you know, how many more weeks we got of this uh, sermon series? Uh, I think we just got a couple. A couple more weeks yeah, couple, left, couple okay. Weeks. And then I hear that somebody's going to be giving a message pretty soon. Um, they might be sitting at this table, Yeah, but I don't know who For that is. For whatever reason, they're letting the, the youth director <laughs> get up on stage and give a message uh, on the 27th of, yeah. of June. So, yeah. you know, I've got to prepare that. Got to yeah. give God that 10% on what he wants me to, to say Yeah, in that. and then I think that's when our pastors sit here and talk about what they got out of the sermon. And... I think that's going to be a... Well, at that point, we'll Hot just seat. have a pastor because the other one will be in transition. Yeah, that's too. That's too. Yeah. So, hopefully, Lord willing, yeah. uh, it's 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 a 
a good experience. Yeah, it's it gets a little it's good it gets a little nerve wracking getting up there. You know, it's a larger space than what I'm used to giving you know a message to the yeah. to the to the youth. Uh, so, yeah. but uh, excited for it. Yeah. So, all right, all right. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a great week. See you later. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified of our most recent content. If you have any comments or questions for us, feel free to jump over to WashingtonCrossroads.com. Thank you again and have a great week.